On Sky Sports Radio, time to review the weekend's racing with our stable of experts. He's pretty exciting, this guy. Streeting his rivals. Who impressed? Who didn't? Horses to follow. And have a look at the time. And your calls. Welcome to Punter's Postmortem. Rally starting to go through his gears. Just continues to raise the bar. Yeah, good morning and welcome to Punters Postmortem on this Monday, the 21st of November. Whatever you are up to this morning, hopefully you've enjoyed the Big Sports Breakfast and their coverage and you're going to stick around on Sky Sports Radio. We've got a massive morning coming up. We're going to be previewing New South Wales racing later at Wagga Wagga. We've got Punters Postmortem not too far away. Ron Dovesey, Glenn Munsey and Dean Lester looking at that big gong meeting. Great to see a big crowd down there at Kembla Grange at Wollongong. And from all reports, uh, it was a big night as well. So good stuff. Tari Cup yesterday. Great to see so many people up there in uh, the Mid-North Coast area enjoying themselves. Good, Some good country racing. And what about this weather? It's been outstanding. And we're not too far away from Christmas. I'll tell you what, it's the 21st of November. So we're going to try and get some horses to follow from the boys today because you'll be booking the Christmas photos. You'll be getting the hampers ready. Tanya Thomas has got the scratchings today. Tanya, have you... Have you booked in the Christmas photos? Do you do you get that sort of stuff sorted now? No, I'll be running around on Christmas Eve still trying to get a few things organised. Trying to get the presents yeah. sorted? Yeah, every year I say, it's gonna, I'm going to go early this year. I'm going to get it done, yeah. but it never happens. Why is that? Oh, Just well, don't know. We need, we need to, we need to we'll, we'll discuss after yeah. the program. Set a plan. We'll set a plan okay. out for you. Any, any, what do you want Santa to bring this year? You got any ideas? Oh, gee. Ray might be listening. Is he? Jewellery would be nice, wouldn't there it? There you go, Raymond. There we go. Yeah. Jewellery. Any particular sparkly. type? Something sparkly? Something sparkly, yeah. Okay. Silver, perhaps. Aquamarine. Sounds like know? we sounds like we do need these horses to follow then. Uh, what's Indeed. happening with the scratchings at Wagga today? Thank you, thank you. Well, the weather there is fine. The track is a soft six. The rail is true and there are 21 scratchings. The first race is at 1.15. Out of race one, take number one, Golden Gorge and four, Southern Appeal, one and four. Race two, number one, Sparring and five, Memorialize. One and five from race three, number one, D Colette, and four, preeminent one and four. Race four, take out four, surprise factor, and six, Samindi, four and six. Race five, number one, Casino Time, nine, Cracking Dawn, one and nine. Race six, number 11, one dash, and the emergencies 14 through to 16, 11, 14, 15, and 16. From race seven, number three, the Prodigal Son, and seven, Sherman, three and seven. And race eight, take Count five over the world, seven Moresmo, nine Clever Choice, twelve on the bell, and the emergency fourteen. Five, seven, nine, twelve, and fourteen day from race eight at Wagga. Yep, uh, so we'll have a look at Wagga racing a little bit later on, and uh, we will discuss uh, everything um, in relation to that meeting. That first at Wagga today, in case you're having a bet, is at one fifteen. One fifteen at Wagga. And 5.30, the last there. So eight races on the card. I think we've got Graham White joining us a little bit later on. Yeah, it's going to be a busy time, the old Christmas, getting yourself sorted. So hopefully we can try and find you some winners today with the horses to follow and a little bit later at Wagga and you can uh, prepare yourself. And if you uh, you get left out of the old photos, well, you can you can book somewhere else. Ron Duffersey is online. G'day, Duff. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Dave. How was the gong, mate? Uh, we finally got the race run and won. It was a bit funny there. I was watching on the Sky Thoroughbred Central. We had run to paradise and all sorts of things happening. But, gee, it was good to see a big crowd there on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, always good to get away for those these Newcastle and Kembla Grange uh, uh, races. And it was a, a good day's racing. Uh, a few execution problems, as you said, a little bit of communication problems more than anything that... Um, things weren't timed right, but it would have uh, turned out beautiful other than that. And yeah. we had horses going in the barrier, out the barrier, but the song went for eight minutes or something. <laughs> uh, we had the long version. And, uh, yeah, there, no, it, it turned out well. It was a good good meeting. It certainly was. Uh, we've got Dean Lester online as well today from uh, from Melbourne. Dino, great to see a good crowd there at uh, Ballarat Cup uh, enjoying themselves, mate. Yeah, certainly were, Dave. Uh, I didn't worry about the weather. Uh, it's, uh, it's raining most of the on and off through the afternoon, as Ballarat can do. But, uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, it was a good meeting and a very deserving cup winner in Banker's Choice who uh, had raced through the spring in the group one without much luck. And Glenn Munsey. Glenn, over to you, mate. Uh, gee, it was, it was noisy. It was uh, packed down there at Kembla, mate, and good to see so many people out enjoying themselves, like I said to Duff. Hello to you, mate. 
Yeah, good morning to Dave. Good morning to Ron Dean and all the listeners. Yeah, Rob D. Costello would have got to paradise quicker than um, what they did on <laughs> Saturday with that song. But um, yeah, but it's always great to get to the races, Dave. Not that we see uh, much of the crowd where we are, sort of hidden in the corner there. I, I must uh, congratulate uh, the Illawarra Turf Club uh, committee and everything. The the standard of food uh, at the races, which is very very important to you know get yourself through a very very long day there. Um, it was it was uh, probably akin to a, a grazing day. Uh, there was breakfast. Uh, there was a mid morning snack. There was lunch. Um, and then there was the afternoon obligatory pies and sausage rolls, and I was quite disappointed there was no cakes just before the last. But, um, yeah, um, they very, very uh, uh, set a standard uh, there on Saturday, the Illawarra Turf Club, and I'm sure Ron would back me up, as everyone from the Sky Thoroughbred Central team, they were very appreciative of the way we were looked after do, on Saturday. Do we know how many uh, they got there, guys? I know that with Newcastle we had uh, just a... A really, really, I think it was 4,992 or something like that. It was just a tick under 5,000. How many, do we know anything about the crowd there on Saturday or is that yet to come through that info? Uh, there's well, no, nothing official. That's nothing official. I'd say, I'd say to me just I'd be under that, just yeah. under that, yeah. Perfect. Well, that, and that's good because you know what, there, that's a comfortable amount to it, Kimberly. You start getting more and more and, you, you know, you, you, it becomes a little bit more uncomfortable for the punters. So I think that's a, it's a great, um, a great, Size and he saw them lining up beforehand. What's happening, Muns? You all right? Everything sorted. We'll go straight to the gong. Let's get into a duff while Muns has got that killer dog at his joint. Rio Dini um, was your six fifty uh, SP favourite. Uh, what about the run in hope and your heart for the locals? Um, she's she just runs an honest race all the time, and I thought Old Flame was pretty good from the gate. Um, some really good rides in this race, wasn't there, uh, Duff? Yeah, there was, and um, all those favourites ran ran really well. There's no doubt about it. But Riadini just got the right run at the right time. Um, he'd been set for this race ever since he come back into work. He found his dry track. He found the right weight. He found the mile. And he, although he hadn't won in you know pushing three years, um, he just run in the the right races leading in. He ran those two big sprints um, with the weight. And he, they were both. Well, I, won't, I won't say hidden runs. I think most people picked them up to be, you know, straight into the you know, twelve dollars into six fifty, and um, by race uh, preview time, and he ran accordingly. He ran, he ran right up to his, uh, his set up really. Um, she is as, as brave as they come. I love her. Hope in your heart. Old Flame was good. Uh, brutality had a lot to do, and I thought considering we run. Uh, considering it was hard for leaders with the wind, uh, Wild Planet was outstanding. He, he he set up that course record time, and he stuck on quite well for four, uh, for fourth there. He certainly did. Uh, Dean, what did you make of the gong up in uh, at Kembla, mate? Yeah, I thought so. Uh, yeah, just uh, Duff said, Reading and just finding the absolute uh, right right day uh, to and a good good uh, check to do it uh, and win. I just thought those two, Hope in Your Heart and uh, Brutality on the turn, and like, Tash took them off that line a little bit. They didn't just rip off the bend really sharp, and it cost them, whether it cost them winning, I'm not sure, but certainly getting in you know, a lot closer, and uh, Hope in Your Heart was terrific. But, uh, yeah, it was a great fast race, and uh, yeah, Wild Planet was the surprise leader, but, uh, yeah, as you said, he was still there at the end. Sure, Muns. Um, not sure if are you there, Muns. You yes, are, mate. Yeah, yeah. we uh, just had the obligatory bloke delivering something here. <laughs> That's all I right. Think they, they purposely wait around the corner till about 10 past nine of a Monday morning. They're big listeners. Off. Uh, this was a huge, obviously, win by Rio Denny, as Duff said, alluded to. And in terms of the run, was uh, you know, three deep. Uh, and they wanted to back this. I noticed because we did the Calcutta on Friday and. We had uh, down on our Calcutta forms as your favorite being um, Old Flame. And uh, then there was a... Ch- oh, no, sorry. Uh, it was Old Flame. And then Rio Denny had firmed right up, hadn't it? Yes. It, well, I did a spot, Dave, on another radio station at about five to six on Saturday, uh, Friday night. And Rio Denny was favourite at that stage. Uh, and... Uh, well, he, you know, he, he's a perfect case for, for futures punters and early shoppers and the like. $51 in the 
in the pre-noms market, $26 in the all-in market, $12 in the final field market on Wednesday, and then every day, $9.50, $8.50, $6.55.50. Got back out to $7.50 on Saturday and uh, firmed at the death there, and I think uh, it actually SP'd the favourite as a $6.50 chance. So uh, he's a much maligned horse, Redini. He's been one of my favourites for quite a few years, actually, Dave. But you go back through his record, he, he's now been placed in an Epsom, placed in a Shannon, placed in a Chelmsford, placed in a George Main, uh, and he wins the gong. But I'll never, ever get over the day he was uh, placed in um, the, the Chelmsford Stakes uh, to think it over where he was coming off running last well, he'd run eighth, uh, then he'd run last, then he'd run fifth, and we tipped him on the punters panel at $151, and a horse called Think It Over beat him a wart. <laughs> uh, now, it's 9.13. We're going to open up the phone lines right now. So 13.53.53 is that number. Uh, give us a call. Get in contact uh, with the team if you've got some questions about the weekend. Let's go down to Ballarat because it was the Ballarat Cup, and uh, that man, Johnny Allen, uh, gets the jobs done on Banker's Choice. And w- what was uh, happening with the track here, Um uh, Dino, because they obviously wanted to get out wide late and it was a heavy eight and uh, the bankers just seemed to love it. Yeah, he got out really wide. Uh, those, the, the race before the cup, they were nearly on the outside fence. Brian Harry nearly checked off the outside fence. But, uh, it, uh, yeah, bankers, of course, just at about the 600 at the moment, they looked like he wasn't going to handle the ground. But uh, then uh, Johnny Allen sort of got him going and uh, got him into the stride and he won well. Cost Johnny five grand to get him motivated and win the race, but uh, going over the uh, whip rules. But uh, he was uh, he was too good. With um, Johnny Allen, mate. I mean, we talk. We know obviously what he's achieved and what he can do. Uh, but he just seems to in these uh, these these staying races, he's just he's got a plan. He's quite patient, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Uh, he, he comes off the bit as late as he can, but that's dangerous. But uh, yeah, he was. Um, he was certainly. Uh, he certainly got that horse going. When there was a stage there, it didn't look like he was going to, but uh, he, he just. Uh, he was. He was the strongest lady. He came off the genuine Group One form. So. And what about uh, a tissue? Who's uh, run second? Tissue ran well. Um, uh, she. Uh, she's had a good prep down here, and and the two runs of two thousand metres have been outstanding. So. He's uh, only had the three goes at 2,000 for two wins and the second on Saturday. So, uh, yeah, she's racing really well. Fantastic. That's the Ballarat Cup with Dean Lester. Now, uh, Nugget's on the line and he wants to... T- uh, not Nugget's on the line. Balmain Max is on the line. He wants to talk about Nugget. Uh, what I will uh, ask Munns about here is all Carnival, we've had um, significant betting moves on various races. But for some... Correct me if I'm wrong here, Munns, and I'm sure it wasn't as big a hold as we've had in some of our other races, but this seemed like one of the best betting moves we've had all all Carnival, pretty much. Uh, pretty much so, Dave. We, we said all the way through from Thursday, he was the best supported runner, and even leading up to the, the race, the best go all day. Uh, nugget there, 440 on the Wednesday, 340 on the Thursday, 280 on the Friday, 260 uh, Saturday morning, and then 250, 240, 232, 20, 215, 210, and back to 215. And uh, he, he, it was very, very impressive. That's actually a gentleman in the ownership, and he's, um, his name in the ownership is A Nugget. Uh, so I, I don't know whether that is a pseudonym uh, or uh, that is the actual gentleman's name, uh, but he's in the ownership. And uh, after Balmain Max tells us about it, I want to talk to defer to Dean and work out how good a form race uh, the Nugget Detonator Jack Green Fly Munhamek race has been out of Melbourne. Mm. Well, further down the track, Mums of the Runwell as well. Uh, I'm going to with me that uh, it's uh, it's been an unbelievable race. The Nugget had been trialling well and uh, pretty appropriate now that Nugget's favourite for the renamed uh, Billy is now the Ingham. That's right, uh, he is. Uh, let's get to Balmain, Max. Good morning, Balmain. Good morning, Dave. Mate, I've got... Uh, I want to talk about Nugget, but before I talk about that, I've got one for Munzee, mate, and I've got one for you to finish with. Okay, go to Munz first. Yeah, Munz. When do nominations come out for the Sydney Cup, mate? Sydney Cup? 
Um, you should know that, Which is the championships next year. Come on, Munns, you should know that off the top of your head, mate. Yeah, yeah. Mate, you, you got them up at Caulfield, Melbourne. you got them up at the Cox Plate. They'd be pre-noms, though. They're, they're pre-noms, yeah, yeah, Marcus. That's, that's what I'm talking about, mate, yeah. Yeah, well, the, the major concern about doing the Sydney Cup in a pre-noms market is what what's left standing. Uh, and, mate, the interest in... If you put a Sydney Cup market up now, you could be the only person that is interested in any horse that would be set for the Sydney oh, Cup, no, which is I'm running eight. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. Well, well mate, the self-interest is the only way to be. Yeah. <laughs> what do you like? What do you like, Balmain? You can't not, tell us. I'm not saying nothing until I get Oh, on. OK. All right. So I got 51 yeah. gold trip for both cups, you know, last year. Okay. Uh, well, you're not going to believe it. Some of the people that own Gold Trip are in the ownership of Nuggets. On a couple of them. Okay. But this Nugget, mate, would he be a Gold Nugget? Would he... Uh, he's going he's to go further, isn't he? And he's going to go out in distance, isn't he? Well, I might bring Duff in here. Duff, I mean, yeah. he was a it was a stylish win. Um, they backed him like they had you know, the, the form guide the next day. It was like Back to the Future stuff. And you said that pre-race, you said, look, you, you just have to respect the money here for what's happening with Nugget. Yep, you did, and you knew the writing was on the wall, and um, the obvious move now that uh, he'll get into the, the Ingham worth $2 million in, a, in a few weeks' time, and the, then the, if he wins that, he's got the golden ticket into the Doncaster Mile. So I don't know if they think he's going to be a horse that's going to get over much ground. He's, he's, he's got that good mile form, and I think... Why not do that? Train him, train him to what his strengths have been so far. And I think if he goes to the Ingham, we'll find out how good he is. Because it's going to be a solid race. And, um, yeah, look, he... he, he he's, because if he, he goes to the Villiers up and he wins that, that's on, uh, straight into the, the Doncaster, isn't it? That, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. And, and the market, you know, if you want to reprice that race, he's an odds-on chance because he always had that race by the scruff of the neck. Yeah, well, he's now the $5 favourite for the Ingham after he went up $11 after the race on Saturday. Do, well, do, we know any the data, do we know any of the data to come out of the race? Just playing devil's advocate here, boys. He's beaten two horses, Steely, that hasn't won for 12 months, and War Eternal, which yeah. hasn't also won uh, since February uh, earlier this year. Um, not, I mean, I'd love to have Steely myself. I'd love to have War Eternal. So I'm not potting them as horses. I'm more just saying um, he's obviously won. He was very well backed. Well, that was his race. Um do we do we just dive in now at five dollars in the Ingham after he opened six, or do we let some water roll under the bridge, Duff? Oh no, you don't take the five dollars now. You know the the like, the worst thing you can possibly do is back a horse. You know, two days after it's had an impressive win in an all-in market, because you know, there's other things that'll fly, you know go under the bridge. So look, looking at he's run just under the time of the gong, so that's that's a tick off, and he's he slipped home faster. The last 600 than the gong, so I would say it'd be without ripping it right apart, it'd be quite comparable to those those good horses out of the gong. Okay, perfect. Uh, Balmain, did you have any more questions? Yes, mate. Yeah, what I've got, I'll take I'll take any offer, but I've got a parachute for sale. Used once, never opened. Bye, mate. Thanks, Balmain. Yeah, try the veal. Oh, here all night. <laughs> Lucas is now joining us on the on the line. G'day, Lucas. What's your question, or have you got a joke for us? No, no jokes. Um, just one for Duff. Duff, I saw a run on Saturday. Um, just want to get your opinion in the gong uh, Skylab. Yep, he backed up from the previous Saturday. Um, he's a he's a tough horse to follow, Skylab. I've been I've been there and done with him that with him a few times as a a three and early four year old. Uh, yep, look, if you want to judge him on his two runs back, he's usually better first up than second up, but he, he did a really good job there on Saturday. He was uh, tight between runners there, and he, he, wasn't, he was only a couple of lengths away at the finish there, so I thought it was a good run. He'll go to, he'll go to the Ingham? I'd say so, and you'll get good odds. You'll get good odds. $15. Yeah, you'll get more of that, better than that in the day. Uh, so you're not going to... Get a definite no from me as far as that concerns. Just whether he's better early in his prep than later in his prep. Uh, yeah, but I just thought he's probably on the wrong part of the track the other day. Yes, yes, yeah. I think that's important if you want to sort of find some good runs along the rail. But it can be distorting. Make sure you look at that steward's vision and see how by that stage of the day you think, oh, he won't get along the inside. Then you look at the head on and they're in the right part of the track <laughs> because they're all overdoing it by this stage. A lot of winners come down right down just outside that second strip. And that was um, that was evident. 
And I, I think we had a, a that wind at Kembla can come up. And yeah. it, just, it can be messy um, and, and a little bit scary for the jockeys down there. So that come into play there on Saturday as well. Thanks for your call, Lucas. Let's get to our next caller and uh, give us a call if you're listening and you want to get involved with the conversation. It's 13.53.53. Steve's on the line. G'day, Steve. What's your question, mate? Okay. Uh, quick tempo on the weekend with a good result. <laughs> well, why shouldn't it be? Yeah. You there? Yes. Yes, mate. Go for it. Hello. Hello? Yes, there we've got you, mate. We do have you. You mentioned quick tempo. Uh, Duff, I'll get a comment on quick tempo, mate. Yeah, look, he was he was terrific. He, he, we all saw what happened to him. His, his previous start, so he was all dressed up and had nowhere to go. And he had room to move there on Saturday, and he was absolutely brilliant the way he rattled off those at very fast time, faster than the Warra. Uh, so whether another one, whether he's at his best when he's fresh, I'm not sure. But uh, you know, he, nothing was going to beat him on the day. There, he was, he was brilliant. Fifty-five, you know, he broke fifty-six uh, for the thousand meters, and um, yeah, and a Thelric run fifty-six thirty-two. So, he considering the short course, the time he's run, is he better at a thousand? Maybe. Okay, beautiful. Thanks for your call there, Steve. We'll jump back to Melbourne here, Dino, because uh, there's a couple of texts here about Sun Source. Of course, we had that Magic Millions Ballarat two-year-old classic over a 1,000, and he was quite impressive, this horse. Another one where Aussie Keir and John O'Neill, these colours, they just they can find a horse. And he, um, well, he's off to the Magic Millions now. He was very impressive off the speed, wasn't he? He was. Uh, he, he's got uh, knocked over at the start, basically, and settled last and Daniel Moore just sort of kept picking it past through him and uh, he was the strongest late. Um, I, I didn't see anything going into it that I thought would be outstanding with you know, a thought of the Magic Millions and uh, coming out of it, yeah, it was usually a good win but um, uh, I just would think that uh, around the Gold Coast it looks like, you know, it's, uh, and we say most years out of this race, uh, I just think they they get a bit lost, so uh, they're getting one up there nice and early. I think he's going to run in the McLaughlin at least, or okay. at least, and maybe maybe a couple of runs. So that might help. But uh, yeah, I, I need to see him again. Okay, so you have to see him again. And what about out of the race as well? Is there anything in behind him that uh, you think we can forgive? Uh, not really. Uh, you sort of know you've seen get along through the Golden Gift, and uh, we saw the yeah, Pure Paradise ran well and. I was pleased that she did that well because she was a long way behind uh, King's Gambit, who I think is the best uh, two-year-old we've seen this season. So uh, I, I'm pretty comfortable with uh, that form on Saturday. Got to elevate a bit. And, and the off-season, they might win a race down here, but uh, not, I wouldn't have put Magic Millions candidates. Okay. You're getting plenty, plenty of love on the text line here, uh, G Munzi. Tap and run was a good result for you in the first. Uh, well, Dave, you know, we, we find a winner every now and then. I hope the subscribers, you know, tune in uh, tune in again next week because, um, you know, the POT on the ROI and the you-know-what have, um, you know, gone up. Well, it, uh, what do we make of Atmospheric Rock as well, uh, Duff? Yeah, I think he's a, a horse to follow um, at this level because um, we've learned to say, well, we work, start our form with the highways. You start with the highway form and the others have got to prove themselves at that level. So considering... That situation and the inexperience of this horse. Um, it was only his fourth start. He, he, he you know, he went from a maiden and to a, an, an unlucky in a Gundagai class one, mind you, uh, to lift a highway level uh, at fourteen hundred, mind you. I thought his run was excellent. So he's a horse to follow. He's obviously talented, and um, he lifted to a new level there on Saturday. So he's got a future. I like it. Uh, we've got uh, Sam on the line. G'day, Sam. Yeah, good morning, boys. Oh, I've got a couple of questions. One for Duff. Um, did you happen to see the trophy of the gong on Saturday? Uh, I missed it, Sam. I missed oh, it. It was, pretty, it was pretty disappointing. It's just a pedestrian racehorse. I think maybe they should have an actual little gong to go with the gong. Yeah, why not? What about a bit of cash with it as well? So Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, did, I didn't see the trophy. Did yeah, no, I didn't also, see the trophy. I want to say on a serious note, um, what did you think of the run of Key Largo? 
Oh, he's flying. Mm. Um, yeah, he's flying for the right race. He's sort of been in a few... Um, well, he went up in class there on Saturday and he's he was good again along the inside. Uh, so, yeah, he's... Um, Bryce Hayes has got a couple of those horses that are going really well at the moment. And uh, they, when they find their right races, they'll be winning again. Yeah, but he's only lowly rated, isn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah that's 70, right. 73 rated before Saturday. Yeah, so... In an open um, handicap. He would have been a nice old good thing in his right grade, uh, but he'll, uh, he had to have a go at the big money, and he nearly, he nearly surprised. Fantastic. Right. Thanks for your call, Sam. All right, we can get the pitch up for the, the trophy... Um, being changed. I'm not sure what is, what is the trophy. Yeah, it was yeah, just a, like the trophy of a horse, very similar to not, the hunter. Not as, not as ornate as the and large as the one at the hunter, I wouldn't think. Uh, but you know, there, there, there are a number of people that you know, trophies are not probably the be all and end all. And probably if it's not an Everest trophy that's valued at about seven hundred thousand or something, isn't it? Um, yeah. So you know, you've, you've, you, you, what do you come up with? But then again, uh, it would be probably apt. If the trophy was uh, a, a gong, and and a signed copy of Run the Parallel. That's right. Yeah, that's right. The choir boys are still they're still um, yeah, it out. still building yeah, around. They're still running to paradise. Yeah, well, there you go. There's an idea for next Most year. Most people just get the plane next but, year. Um, they're running there. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I don't know whether they looked into the the lyrics of that song or read about it. No, well, they certainly didn't read into the timing of the, what the tune was. They could have had the abridged <laughs> no, version. And, and I think just, they had the, the dance mix version. Just on that, was there was there was there, was there confusion about about the start of that race because horses had been loaded and then obviously horses were were pulled out. I I, I like the idea of of geeing the crowd up. They did obviously at the hundred and they were doing it um, at uh, the Everest Carnival. So I think it's 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 a it's a good idea. Um, you know, it's it's good for the the on course patrons. But um, yeah, it just seemed a little. I was only going off what I was watching on Sky Thoroughbred Central, and obviously I liked um, yourself and, and Radley and Munns. It was a bit of a chuckle about it because there was. it seemed like that song was going forever. <laughs> well, uh, it was just a communication problem. They went on the track a little bit late, and then they, they still went through all their formalities. Yeah. And, and then the song went forever. Um, it, 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 it just... Dina? We had that in 2010 at the Fox Plate when Daryl Miller Young Rebels had been for second on plate. They still built Mount Horses and Steve Arnold was trying to get into the barriers. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a communication problem. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm sure, I'm sure it will not happen again. Yeah, the official music video on YouTube of Choir Boys Run to Paradise runs four minutes and six seconds. Um, <laughs> well, we saw but side B. A, a, B a very well. lengthy tune. <laughs> They, they did put up, um, they were going to have Dire Straits, Telegraph Road, and it runs 13 minutes. Well, you know, that would have been good. Uh, let's get to some callers. We've got uh, Greg on the line. I think he wants to talk about uh, Kembla Race 6. G'day, Greg. Hey, mate, how are you? I'm very good. Uh, it is Kembla Race 6. You want to have a yarn about? Yeah, yeah. The Friday finish there, um, I just found it on, um, on, on, um, on the photo shoot there. You know the photo finish there where the red goes to white? Right on the line there at Kemler. If you have a look at it, there, what do you mean by the red goes, goes to the right white? Right on the line on the finish. Line. If you have a look at have a look at the photo itself, you can't see the red there. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to argue with photo finish decisions. They, 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 they you know, it's easy for us to blow up the uh, inside one. But the, I think I'm, I'm sure the cameras are lined for the right photo, at least. Yeah, but if you have a look at it, though, right on the on the on the post, it goes from red to white. And in the photo finish, you can't see any red there. One of the guys <clears throat> on Facebook put it up, and I, I actually, well, geez, you've got a good point there, mate. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it would have been picked up if it was there any discrepancy in it mm. at all. Yeah, no, just just a bit unusual. I just thought with today's modern technology like that, I didn't think, um, you know, like the way. The angle of the camera and everything—you think they could actually get it sorted out, so punters and that can actually get it right. You know what I mean? And see yeah, yeah, yeah. what they're actually it's, seeing. It's not the only racetrack in Australia where the camera is not right on the finish line. Oh, 100 um, mate. I totally yeah. agree. Though. Yeah, it's very, very distorting for punters watching at home. I know that. You know, Hawkesbury yeah. and Kembla, when they're out wide, yeah. especially. 
Oh, we had, um, was it Corindai the other day? Well, you, yeah. you're fairly going to be cross-eyed to work a photo out of Corindai. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, well, it's just oh, mainly because it was on a Saturday too, you know, and you've got millions of people watching. Exactly. So hmm. it makes it probably a bit of a difference too, you know what I mean? Like during the week, you probably only get so many, you know what I mean? Oh, it's always going to be a big meeting like that is always highlighted to a lot more eyes. There are a lot more eyes focused on that meeting today. It's like um, a lot of people said, geez, the track was on fire on Saturday. Well, each and every year now, we'll have new track records set on Gong Day because you have a better grade of horse racing yep. to run those times. I'm just looking at the replay here and the red, the red, the red. No, the the uh, red the red um, goes right to the line there. Uh, yeah, and then have a look at the photo finish. They, they yeah, and there's no red. There's no red there. Uh, yeah, I'll go. Don't forward. you find that very conspiracy? <laughs> uh, You're not going to tell me they didn't land on the moon, are you? That, that's not to say that. <laughs> oh, hang on, hold all tickets, hold all tickets, hold all tickets. Yeah. The um the the. The red, the red marking, which indicates the last 100 metres, once again, it's just a visual aid for those people at home once they're watching and once you see the running rail turn from white to red, you know there's 100 metres to go. Um, right on the line, right on the yeah. finish line. Yeah. And you, the photo they put up, you can't see any red. And but then again, that, that, that's... Media, that, you had a point. You know, the, the, rail, the rail could also have a slight bend in it. Um, you know, it could, it could have flexed in the wind. It could have done everything, but that 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 red that red mark is not the official line. The official line is where the photo finish is set up. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You still can't see any red in there, though. You know, like, yeah. it's just... and if you well, if, but if you look if you look at the you look at the photo, the wide shot where you're saying the red line doesn't go right. The actual finish post where the gentleman is standing in the yellow high vis jacket with his arm extended to the right. The finish, the finish line is above his head, and he's wearing a black cap. There is a there is a peg above the gentleman's head. That is the finish line. Thank you for your call, Greg. I feel like getting the Benny Hill music out in a minute. Uh, now, in all seriousness, though, we're going to go to West, uh, Dino, because there's a couple of texts on the text line here. Uh, in relation to, firstly, Amelia's duel. We'll get to that in a moment. But um, Tricks of the Trade was very good there in the railway. And Troy Turner loved it. And great to see Colin Webster with a big win, wasn't it? Colin Webster couldn't believe that it was his first Group 1 winner uh, on Saturday at 83 years of age. But, uh, yeah, he's certainly uh, a great result for, for that stable. And Tricks of the Trade, Troy Turner, who was apprenticed to Colin Webster and, and just gave the horse... The right ride just blended into the race beautifully, and uh, it, um, it it certainly uh, worked out well for them. It was a, a race we probably went back familiar with because uh, the uh, it was a, the locals dominated. Uh, there weren't many uh, eastern staters to, to of any note, and of course Yonkers obviously had a problem, and uh, Iron Iron Cat probably even back up from last week. So uh, yeah, it was a, a but a good result for the locals. Yeah. Was it his first Group 1 winner or not? Where there's a debate going around, Dino. He, he, the Oaks of 1980, um, I think Miller's Guide, he won the Oaks in, in Western Australia in 1980. So in the Miller's uh, Guide, well, have it. Yeah, well, it was a Group 1 back then. Yeah, so it, it's his group. Yeah, it's his so second. No, but uh, I mean, he, did, he did a dispute it after the race, but uh, yeah, that's uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, probably the, uh, the, the one that uh, all first trainers want to win was the race he won on the other day. Uh, what about this filly, um, Amelia's Jewel? Uh, she, I mean, it was a lovely ride by Patrick Carberry. It could have been a bit nasty on the turn if things didn't open up for him. Uh, he was sort of in a little tiny pocket there, wasn't he, Dean? But once she gets uh, sort of out and about in clear air, she really just uh, levels out, doesn't she? Yeah, and it was a lovely ride. It was a messy race because they went so slowly and it was a battle of tactics and I thought uh, what Paddy did right was got on the back of the main danger, and that was Bustle, and that's why he could wait, because he knew that horse was going to kick, and then he just had to run him down, and uh, run him down he did, and she was, she was fantastic on Saturday. Um, I home, I think, 11.04 the last 200 mm. metres. Uh, all, yeah, all goes well for the normally in a couple of weeks, drops to 50 kilos. Had, had a tough night like Cascadia to take on, but uh, I think she's ready for the challenge. Uh, just before you chime in there, Duff, uh, I know you're close with Simon Miller, Dino, and I know there's big fish to fry with the next couple of starts. 
But, uh, gee, we'd love to see her over here in the east. And surely what she's doing over there in the west uh, with the what's happening on the clock and et cetera can justify some some trips maybe in a in an autumn or even a spring. Uh, we'd love to see her probably in Sydney or in Melbourne. Do you think that that's going to be her next mission after this oh, summer? No, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Peter Walsh, uh, the uh, owner of and Amelia Park, uh, he is very parochial and he just said, no, I want to support local carnival as a three-year-old and uh, and that's exactly what they've done and um, she's, uh, you know, she's paid them back while winning the guineas and maybe the northerly but uh, she'll be in Melbourne uh, certainly in the autumn for a race like the, perhaps the Australian guineas and, well, she's popular enough or if she wins that, maybe the all-star mile. There you go. Uh, Duff, sorry to chime in there, mate. No, you're right. No, I just agree with Dino. You just... You... This Carberry's got so much confidence in her, the way he, mm. he he steers her and he follows the right horses. He he he's really ridden her perfectly, um, pretty well all the way through. But that was a gem on Saturday. That was a gem. Mm. Uh, another one I want to mention as well is this um, this other mare of um, not Simon but Stephen Millers, this uh, Rucci, um, which a couple of texts have come in here. And um, what did you make of it in the Jungle Miss Classic, Dino? Yeah, well. Uh, it was a good win, and uh, she's obviously on her way now through the Triple Crown Series for the Phillies uh, and Mares, and uh, for the Mares, and uh, that was, you know, that's the, the good starting point, and uh, she's building a nice record as well, and Saturday was, you know, I, I thought a, a very good win uh, going forward to the, the other parts of the uh, series. Let's talk some jockeys, um, at, and... Um... Obviously, we'll touch on Damien Lane, who gets another Group 1 there in Japan yesterday afternoon. Frosty, great to see. But young Zach Lloyd here in New South Wales. Duff, he's obviously got the bloodlines, um, but he is he's riding very, very good. He, he rode... Um, to, that Tamerlane in the last was a was a nice ride, and, of course, he uh, he won earlier in the day in the, the Warra. Yep, he's a young man with a star next to his name. He's just going to stay patient. Um, as far as, you know, he, he, things, he can't ride them all well. He's young and he's inexperienced, but he's got a good level head on his shoulders by the look of things. And uh, just these, these apprentices we've got in Sydney at the moment, um, we were struggling for a year or two, but to think we've got, you know, these Gibbons and Schiller, who's riding outstanding, and now this young Zach, Zach Lloyd's joined the team there. And it's the first real opportunity Godolphin have given him, really. They've let everyone else just play with his claim there early on. And now that's the first time they said, OK, Zach, the carnival's over. We're going to give you a go this week. And that was exactly what they did there on Saturday. Put him on in the major race. Now, obviously, he could claim in it, uh, the Warrior. And he, he, he rode exactly the script how the map looked. And he, it, it worked out a winner. And then he adjusted when everyone wanted to take a sit in the last, even the on-pace runners. He said, OK. I'll take up the running, and it was a winning move. So he's got a brain on him. He should do, because his old man be a hard taskmaster, and he's, he's got Darren Beedman there. He's got James Cummings. He's got, he's got the right as Craig Williams team. It'll be a bigger team than Craig Williams by the time he, he gets to the, <laughs> gets, gets out of his time. He's certainly uh, the case, and I'll get you to comment here on Damien Lane, Dean, because obviously you're, you're close with him down there in, in Melbourne. We know what he's achieved when he has been to Japan before, but again, overnight, well, not overnight, but uh, yesterday afternoon, he gets that Group 1, and it was a lovely ride, and geez, he, uh, he can perform over there on the big stage, can't he? He certainly can. Uh, he, gets, you know, he gets good opportunities he's in the right stables, but uh, yeah, when he has to deliver, he certainly does, and that was... Uh, that was a big race to win uh, the mile, and uh, he was, yeah, he was, you could just see him just coming into the race at the right time. And timing's everything there because the, the speed of the race is, uh, you could uh, you could be, you know, forgetting for going too soon and sort of getting to the front too soon, but he just brought that horse into the race at the absolute mm. right time. We see Le Maire and we see, um, you know, other international jockeys uh, stay there. Not all, not all, because obviously it is quite, it's a difficult place to, um, to, to get momentum in, and obviously with the the language, uh, you you need to be quite quite fluent, and all these tests to to ride there, because he is building those relationships with those big farms over there. I mean, has he ever thought about staying there more permanently than these stints? I don't know. Uh, I, I, it's one of the, the few jockeys I, I don't know that well is Damien Lane, but uh, gee, uh, he you know he advised them well when they brought Murdergar and Ligrisher. 
uh, the, the, you know, the horse like Murder Glow, he, he, it was basically on his insistence that he came out for the Crawford Cup. And if you keep watching the replay of that Melbourne Cup that year, he might have won that with just a little bit better luck. So uh, he was the right horse, and they already had Lee Preserve head, so he got to ride uh, her, and then, of course, ride her in a farewell win. Um, so he's had great success for uh, you know, the, the right farms, and uh, yeah, I, I think if he wanted to, he could certainly get an extension there. Mm. We don't realise how good our Australian jockeys are at times. When you look at the how, how we're dominating around the world, you know, you only have mm. to look yeah. at Hong Kong. You had to look at Hong Kong yesterday. We still we still claim, would say we should. Zach Purton is our own. Mm. Uh, McDonald goes over there on, on foreign horses and goes bang bang. Bowman, he's over there. He rides a winner. You got Blake Shin. He's he's um. He's, he's proved himself in Hong Kong. Damien Lane and uh, that Jai McNeil's only a matter of time before he gets opportunities. Mark Zara just snuck over to Singapore. Yes. And when on the Singapore Cup, beat Mick D. He went yep. yeah. And, you know, he had a young bloke like, you know, even Daniel Moore going to Singapore and taking control over there. Our, our jockeys are the leaders in the world. Why do you think that is tough? Is it our style of racing here? Because we do... Uh, when you you speak to some of the foreign jockeys that do come here, we do ride quite tight and aggressive. And some of our jockeys, you mentioned there with Damien Lane, uh, do know about uh, the analysis of the speed in the race. It seems like our blokes, some of them have uh, and girls have some really good clocks in their head, and they can understand how a race is unfolding. Yeah, oh, there's no uh, doubt. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think probably, and yeah, the. the track work and trials that they ride are on basically on race courses, whereas maybe the English riders do a lot of you know, galloping out on on the you know, new market and things that aren't quite like a, a race course, whereas uh, our jockeys can adapt to whatever's sort of put in front of them. And uh, you know, probably the, the next, you know, in, in the modern days, to see someone really go and have a, a good shot at, uh, at uh, English racing if they wanted to. Over, uh, over on the Australian winter, but that would be the next thing. Mm. I don't think it'll happen. Uh, in the old days, it would have, but uh, I think yeah, we're, we're catching up because these jockeys were going over chasing money, and I think they, yeah, can money. Earn, yeah. Yeah, they can earn more money in Australia now, even though they've got to pay a bit of tax. Uh, we've caught up with the rest of the world and passed most of them. But you as get far a track as... like, say, Terran got with uh, Good Olsen, it, yeah, it might yeah. be something that would be taken up for a winter. That, that's the sweetener. Yeah. Mm. Uh, just on uh, Hong Kong, obviously you, you mentioned J-Mac, I was going to get to him that uh, that ride on Romantic Warrior Duff I know you keep an eye on the, the Hong Kong racing uh, look it was 220 favourite but uh, he just popped out at the right time he wasn't going to get caught and um, yeah just, just a lovely lovely ride yeah, you don't see it often in Hong Kong first up 2,000 metres so it was a pretty good training performance as well but oh boy what about that Golden 60 yeah um, that was a race and a half, and mm. um, I'm shocked that he they backed the other horse to beat him. Um, but I suppose it was all tempo-related. He did nearly the impossible there after the other good horses uh, just got a picnic in front. But this horse is... I think he's won three times in the last three years at this meeting. Mm. He, he's, a, he's a horse and a half. We've got a caller on the line, Swampy. Good day, Swampy. Yeah, good day, mate. How are you going? Can I speak the months, please? You can, mate. We've got Glenn on the line. Certainly, Swamp. Yeah, good day, Good Munns, listen, I had a couple of um, multis on Saturday and with the rain in Melbourne, there's a few scratches. What happens? Do you get your money back or...? No, well, that leg of your multi drops out. So if it was a three-leg multi and one drops out, it becomes a double. Or a two-legged multi, one drops out, it becomes a single. If all of the legs are scratched, you'll get a refund. All oh, right, OK. Hmm. So Unless it's one of your multis. Yeah. Unless it's one of your yeah, unless it, and, unless it was a, a, a one we have on the the putters panel or the like there or the big sports breakfast yeah, multi. No, 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 it's not that. No. Yeah, no. yeah. Just an ordinary multi. Okay. No, just an ordinary multi. Yeah. It, it, it's okay. just Thank instead of know. having a double, you're having a single, or instead of yeah. having a treble, yeah. you're having a double. So that leg just drops out. Yeah, for sure. Okay, thank you. Cheers, mate. Uh, thanks for your call. Always here to help. Swampy. We're going to take a quick break. It's 9.46. Give us a call on 13.53.53. That's the open line number, and you can get involved with the conversation. We're not too far away either from the boys. Horses to follow, which is late in the program.
The putters panel. Yeah, I'd move towards value in a race like this, and that's why I sort of landed towards Cold Crusher on an each way basis. I think around that twenty three dollar mark. He's a few runs into his prep now. He's carried big weights before and won, albeit in a lot lesser grade. His record over this track and trip tick all the boxes, and at a big price, I think it's just worth having something on. Cold Crusher won it brilliantly. The putters panel. Friday morning, Racing HQ. It doesn't have to cost the earth to earn a share in a racehorse. Patriot Bloodstock offers an affordable, entry-level price point for racehorse ownership with fixed-price training fees. We love first-time owners and putters clubs. Or get your friends together and start a syndicate. A Brave Smash filly, fully broken, is available now from a dam that's produced five foals to race, all winners. She ticks all the boxes. Check out what's available at patriotbloodstock.com.au. Patriot Bloodstock, an authorised representative of Stable Connect. AF licence 33696. Hey, how did you get a next-gen Ranger? Picked it up from a Ford dealer last week. They had plenty of the XL, the XLS, and... Thanks, mate! Yeah, OK, bye. Get into your Ford dealership quick and get into a next-gen Ranger quicker with XL and XLS in stock right now. I'll take the blue one, please. T's and C's apply. See Ford.com.au for details. You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punters Postmortem. It is Punters Postmortem on this Monday. It is 9.48 and we've got some calls coming in now here on 13.53.53. Kev's on the line. G'day, Kev. G'day. How you going, Dave? Good, mate. Uh, What's your question? Uh, I want to talk about two things. First of all, King's Consort's run on Saturday. Uh, for Dean, does uh, look like a, a, a Sandown Guinea horse if they back it up on, on next week? Yeah, he probably is. He's just got to get going early in the race. He's giving away these big starts. I thought that day from Barrier Two, he might just land third mm-hmm. and have an easy, yeah, easy time of it and win. But uh, he's just not getting, getting going early, and that's just going to make it a bit hard around uh, Caulfield next Saturday. Yeah, it looks it does look like a good race for him though. Yeah, um, it does absolutely. And the other one I, I just wanted to talk generally about was was Kiss Sum. What a missed preparation! Um, I thought he was, thought he was going to run him in that benchmark eighty eight if he didn't get a start in the uh, in the uh, gong on Saturday, but he didn't didn't accept in that race and then didn't get a run. Where's he go now? Yeah, he's uh, he's nor here nor there at the moment since he missed the run, um, a couple of runs there, not getting in. Um, it's been a bit of a nightmare for Tracy, so. I don't know whether he just comes back a bit and just uh, concentrates on next preparation or he just tries to maybe sneak into the the Ingham, which is going to be tough. Or, yeah, you're right, it's been a a forgetful preparation, 100%. Yeah, because he was talking about putting him in the little lift go on uh, a couple of weeks ago if he didn't get a run in the the other race that he was accepted for, but they didn't accept, and that was old flame ended up winning that race. I thought that would have been a good race for him. and then he was talking about accepting in that benchmark 88 on Saturday if he didn't get a run in the gong but didn't accept. So, uh, yeah, he missed a couple of opportunities to at least get some runs into him. He, he obviously went through the worst part of the track at Flemington that day. Yeah, no doubt. No, it's um, it's been uh, a bit ordinary for, uh, for Tracy. I don't know uh, what he does. I'll just have a look, see if he's still in work. Yeah, I think he is. Active. Yeah, he's still active. He hasn't had much luck. I mean, even that horse yesterday in the Tahari Cup, one more sapphire. Was run was huge. He, the horses are ticking over, and I asked him about Kiss Sum yesterday, and he just he just gives a wink and says, "Mate, this horse is just flying. He just needs a run." So, I think too with this dry weather around, we're going to see um, something pretty exciting too with Kiss Sum. Dennis is on the line. Good day, Dennis. Hi boys, how you doing? Good mate. Yeah, I'd like to be uh, Ron Duffley. Yes, Dennis. Yeah, do you remember going by the name of Ron Duffley by any chance, Ronnie? What's that, mate? Uh, when you yeah, I remember. I remember that it was the front page of the Telegraph, and I was uh, at, with Baby Mahal down the beach it's on the front page yeah, of the paper. Yeah, I'm, I'm a gentleman that's sending it to you, and all that. You know, just having a bit of a chuckle when you yeah. was on Telegraph Weekly about that one. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, it's don't worry, it's stuck. Yeah, it's quite funny. Uh, we were in the sea, he went over the line, and we were 
Yep, exactly right. No, it happens. It can be deflating at times and just seeing the vision of the, those poor owners <laughs> there on Saturday celebrating. We have a bit of fun with it, but uh, uh, they can uh, IQ that and, and um, tape that and have a look at that and have a laugh themselves in a couple of years to come. I think Michael Wood was in that horse as well that got beat in that photo. So, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, distressing. Let's get to Tony now on the line. G'day, Tony. Uh, g'day, Dave. I want to speak to Glenn, please, mate. Yes, uh, here yes, we Tony. go. Here we go, Glenn. Go. Um, I had a bet on Saturday, uh, Glenn, on Ballarat Race 9, on the winner, Nement, and the fixed odds, $31 a win, $8 a place. It's $5 each way. The total collect would have been $195. When I presented the ticket, I got 129 which is Yeah, what time did you place stock. the bet, mate, before the 17 late scratchings or after it? Yeah, well, before the before the scratchings, was there a lot of scratchings? Well, yeah. I, I, Three, well four, I'll defer to Dean five. here because yes, I, I don't great. follow Melbourne during the day, mate. I've got enough to do. We've got four meetings on Sky Thoroughbred Central. No, uh, but <laughs> I'll guarantee you there was a hat full of late scratchings. Well, there were six. I can tell you what Can't, they were. Don't you have the deductions there, Munns? You can go through the deductions for us? I, I do have them, Dave. Uh, I, I actually write them all down at the end of the day. <laughs> Uh, just in case people ring up on Monday morning. But uh, it's quite an easy question to answer, Dave, so I'm not really worried about it. Amish boy was a late scratching at uh, Wicklow Town, Curran, Shakiro, Snapper, and uh, Extreme. Snapper were the two favourites. Snapper was scratched, Mm. yeah, about 2 o'clock, and and Curran was scratched quite late, so yeah. You got let off light, mate. Yeah. Yeah, No wonder you did know us. That's fine. I didn't know uh, about all those scratchings at the time. Do you know where to find them, Tony? Do you know where to find the deductions? Glenn, tell him where he can find the deductions. Well, if you've got the tab app, uh, you look down the bottom of the results here and it'll have uh, deductions on the website. He hasn't got the app, Glenn. He hasn't got the app. He's got tab.com.au. Has he got the web? How do you put the bets on, Tony? Oh, just go to the pub, mate. And just fill out the ticket? That's right. Yeah. 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 Well, I think you'll find on the EBT they actually put the deductions up as well. Can I have a hypothetical with Glenn? Yes, I love this. <laughs> have a couple. <laughs> well, if, if, if a horse is uh, back, say, for argument's sake, from $30 into $4, and then there's a late scratching, what price do you use to declare your deduction? Yeah, come on, Dean. No, no, Glenn, you're the, uh, you're, you're man. That'd be four. I thought he was going to talk about the first winner of Ballarat and Saturday, hypothetically. No. Um, if a horse is back from $30 to $4, what I can tell you, tab.com.au do, they'll more often divert to basically what price they've averaged it out at. Well, that's right, you take an average. Yeah, yeah but, but so you are quite entitled to take the deduction for $4. Um, but you know, in, in the in the essence of fairness, uh, I I would take you know roughly the average. Yeah. Mm. But it's, if if it's thirty dollars on Wednesday and on Saturday it opens five dollars fifty and then runs four dollars, well, you're probably no, not no, going to take the. No, average. I'm talking about on the, just a hypothetical on the day. Yeah. But um, well, you've answered that, Glenn. Take an average. Fantastic, yeah. but that's that's being fairer to the punter, of course. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's but right. but that horse hypothetical that did win the first at uh, Ballarat on Saturday. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, you might be <laughs> wanting to follow it because it's now had six starts and won four races uh, for the Anthony and uh, Sam Friedman stable. Oh, I, I, did. Mm. I didn't realise the connection there. Okay, thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Tony. Thank you very much. Oh. John's, on the, John's on the line, and uh, I'm loving this. John wants to talk about exotic pools. Good morning, John. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, good morning. Can I speak to Glenn? Please? You can speak to Glenn. Certainly. Okay. Look, I noticed about three weeks ago that the takeout for the um, big six was uh, 25%. Now, all the takeouts used to be 20% for all the exotics, and it was 14 and a half for win and place. So what my question is, when was that done? And have all the exotic uh, pools, like including the trifecta, Cronellas, everything, are they all subject to this higher 25% takeout? Uh, I don't know. I, I always thought the, the takeouts are higher on 
uh, the exotics like big six and quaddies and things like that. Um, I don't know what the they used to be twenty percent um, legislated percentage take out takeout rate is, uh, but they've always been higher than the win place. And win and place is win and place is eighteen percent. Win and place is eighteen now, is it? It's been eighteen for a while. That yeah. used to be fourteen and a half, and the exotics used to be twenty. Well, I don't know when that was, but, you know, I can tell you the winning place is 18. Okay. John. If you sat down to work the markets out, there are 118% markets. Yeah. Okay. It, it makes a huge difference to see there used to be value in the quaddy uh, with only 20% out, and that's why you got a lot more than the all-up value of the win bets on each leg multiplied together. But with the extra 5% takeout, that there's not... You know, I mean, most people can get three winners of the quaddy, but they struggle to get the fourth, which I'm the same, you know. But There's always value in the quaddy when Dean and Mark don't find one of the winners. Thank you very much, John. Any more questions in relation to uh, exotic pools, multis? Please give us a call. We've got a couple well, of minutes Dave, we, here might be, we might be having a new segment because you're looking for stuff to fill your show between nine and one. Instead of having the big sports breakfast replays, we yeah. might have the, you know, like ring in and terrorise Munns hour. I think it'd be good. Well, I'd like yeah. to have you on, Glenn, though, not just to talk about the betting. I'd like, you know, life advice. If someone's, you know, going going through something in their life, they can ring and ask you. It, 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 and, you know, I think um, you're... Cause you're yeah, a, at, at the end, we could be like Richard Mercer and have some love song requests. It's a world, um, you world know, of... Yeah. You're a world of wisdom. Yeah. Um, boys, uh, there's a text here on the text line. Just we were wrapping, obviously, Damien Lane, etc. Michael Costa's flying over there as well in... in um, was it Abu Dhabi? Or I know it's the UAE. Um, where he's based, but also Jean Van Overme um, at uh, Jebel Ali on, uh, I think it was Friday night. And uh, it was either Friday night or Saturday night. And uh, obviously that's his fourth winner for the season, Michael Costa. He's over there with his family. So that's great to see uh, him getting some success. And yes, uh, we focus on that as well. Uh, another text here on the text line as well uh, is in relation to the second race uh, at uh, Ballarat on the weekend. And it was the Eureka Stockade. Uh, this uh, Quinella from uh, the Wild uh, Stable. But this... This winner, can you have a comment on it, Dino, please? Uh, well, he's uh, he's quite a progressive horse, you reckon. Uh, he won on the Castle and he ran well at Flemington on the final day, and he won on Saturday. And Simon Wall's got a good record in the um, Sandy and Guinea, so I wouldn't be surprised if this horse was stuff. Uh, he, I think he's won it for two of the last nine years, I would think. And... Uh, Shuriken would be it'd be busy schedule for the horse first breakfast. So he won quite well on Saturday. Street delight and well, we spoke of that race with King's Consort earlier. But uh, yeah, Shuriken is a progressive enough horse, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he backed up on Saturday. Okay, all right. So we keep an eye on him Saturday. That uh, that Sandow meeting, uh, it's on. Is that on Saturday? That Sandow meeting, or are we back at Caulfield? No, it's at Caulfield. Yes, yeah, the last meeting at Caulfield will have for probably six or seven months. Uh, with the renovation of the track, the, rent, the development of the inside track and the new mounting yard and facilities for the horses. So uh, there's a so thing going on. Is Sandown out of play, Dino? Sorry to cut you off. Sandown? Yeah, so why aren't they racing uh, the Sandown guineas at Sandown? Uh, because we're going to have an absolute stack of meetings at Sandown. Right, Sandown okay. Sandown takes up its meetings and Caulfields as well over the next seven months. So, you know, your Blue Diamond Day, Oakley Plate, all the stakes, the security, all those lovely standing in the skip. Because mm. it's, it's a fantastic. I mean, I, I, some people might disagree, but I must admit, I do like betting at Sandown. It's a, it seems like you, I can back winners there, but other places I can't. It's just one of those tracks for me. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, I, I was a bit surprised this meeting wasn't at Sandown, but uh, they're wanting me to use Corbett one last time before. And they've, they've really promoted it down here in today's Herald Sun, I guess. So, you know, fair roll to Corbett for the next six or seven months. And then. Uh, uh, there's a big, big word about it. Anyway, I thought they might have wanted to get their works a month underway uh, so they could get back earlier, but anyway. And on Saturday, of course, in Sydney, uh, boys, we go to Rose Hill, Festival Stakes, Starlight Stakes. We've got the ATC Cup, the Country Classic. So we've got a number of nice races on the card there, Duff. Yeah, we certainly have. I'm, I'm off to Perth for the next couple of weeks to see some good racing. Oh, beautiful. Uh, the winter bottom and... The week after. Is that so... for Sky Thoroughbred Central? Yep, yep. Perfect. Uh, so, so yourself and Greg? Yes. Fantastic, yeah. mate. So that'll be... And, and that coverage will be intertwined, won't it, with the Sydney racing, won't it? 
Uh, yes, it will be, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so it's be yeah, as as was last Saturday. Uh, yes. So it's four meetings uh, this Saturday on Sky Thoroughbred Central. And that festival stakes, that could be a race that Kiss Summers nominated for. We'll find yeah, out that, this morning. Yeah, that might mm. be more like it. Well, yeah. we've got Lincoln on the line who wants to talk about Kiss Summers. Morning, Lincoln. Uh, how much going? Very good, mate. Uh, yeah, I heard that call o'clock about Kiss Summer earlier. Might have a bit of info on it. What's your info, mate? Uh, so I've got a horse, uh, Sabrenko, with Tracy, and we're at Newcastle with him last week, and he uh, he said that he'll probably go to the Festival Stakes this Saturday, mate. There you go. There you go, 1500 uh, Group 3. And um, I know that he's quite excited, Trace, to have this horse on the sort of tracks that are they're a little bit firmer than what he's had in the past. He, um, he's he been working the house down at home, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I don't know, Glenn, will we have a a all-in market for that on the... Did the sun come up this morning, Dave? Yes, so that'll it's be out. three race, Dave. That market will be available around about midday today. Perfect. There'll be a market on the Starlight Stakes as well. There'll be a market on the ATC Cup. Uh, so there'll be three races up uh, on... Uh, uh, Saturday's uh, meeting at Rose Hill And then you'd think the Sandown races, uh, not the Sandown, but the the Sandown Guineas, etc., would also go up as well, possibly, in the next... Uh, just looking at their classifications. Yeah, um, yeah the... Well, the Sandown Guineas are Group 2 and the Sandown Zipping Guineas Classics. Group 2, so that'll be right. Yep. Uh, the Heffernan, that... the Eclipse. Well... Or will they not no. do? Will they just do the group twos? No, no, no. Well, no. They sometimes group threes. They don't do uh, in Melbourne. Um, just depends. And we're a bit light on for staff at the moment. There's quite a few blokes having holidays. It's a, it's a slower time of the year, so they might be light on for staff because okay. there's quite a few group three races. The yeah. Summoned is a group three. The Zipping Classics yeah. a group two. The Eclipse is a group three. The Heffernan's a group three. Uh, there's a number of listed races. Well, the Sandown Guineas is a group two, and basically every other race is listed, isn't it, Dean? Hmm. Uh, it is, yeah. I think Sam Mercy Cooper, yeah. I think all through the day, it's pretty much all stakes racing. Yeah, full full black type meeting at um, mm. Caulfield on Saturday. Well, that's, that should be interesting. Mm. Uh, boys, we need to um, <laughs> we need to get to uh, your horses to follow. Uh, what are we following from the meeting at Kembler, uh, Duff? Yeah, look, there's a lot to follow, really. Usually we're struggling to find horses to follow, but there's a, now we're back to a few benchmark races and what they're, at this time of year where things will lighten off. So we're looking at horses early in their prep. So Atmospheric Rock, he's uh, well up to highway class, and uh, if not, you, you, you can go back to the country or provincials and maybe win. I like uh, Pretty Wild, a little query going in uh, with her on Saturday with one soft trial and first time on a dry, but... I thought she ticked it off pretty well. So she's in for a good little prep charge, typical Chris Waller, charging through the classes at this time of year. And I like Rainbow Connection. He didn't come up last preparation, and I think he's back in form. He's just a little aggressive there again on Saturday, but around that benchmark 78 and a little bit better than that, he's going to be very, very competitive. So atmospheric rock, uh, pretty wild, and Rainbow Connection. All right, fantastic. We go now to the Dean Lester. Uh, Dean, what do you like? Uh, I, I, I think had he been in probably later in the day to be scratched to Ballarat on Saturday, he was right when the rain hit and the track started to downgrade and uh, he wasn't suited, but he ran well first up. Uh, not to be missed, he only wins one race in here, but it's, he's getting close. He ran very well at uh, Ballarat on Saturday and Green by the last winner was absolutely outstanding. He's a good horse. We spoke of that nugget, Minimax timeline uh, going right through that field, but... Uh, He's a very comfortable screen fly. He's got room to improve even more. All right. And what about yourself, Munns? Uh, well, that caller um, stole my thunder a little bit, Dave. Um, I'm going to follow Key Largo. I think Bryce Hayes is just finding the right races for him. Short course races, good speed. He gets back and he, he finishes on. So I'd be I'd be tracking him. Mandaboss out of the last. Now, I know Brad Gray was all over this in a, in a highway the other day. Well, uh, he's just screaming now if he comes back to a highway after a run in a benchmark uh, 78 on Saturday. And for the Joseph Jones and Jones team there. And a horse had stepped up. Uh, he'd won a maiden. And then he uh, was placed in a class one the other day. Mr. Rocket. Uh, for Robert and Luke Price. So he's still only eligible for a Class 1, and he was good in the midway there. So look for him in those easier easier quality races uh, out of uh, Kembla, because I think they're the they're the secrets to find, trying to find the ones that are still aiming at the lower sort of tier races. 
Uh, Duff, because you're going to Perth, I presume you're not going to be on the program next week because you'll be in the uh, the cot, no doubt. Well, you're um, yeah. walking there, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. No, they have planes <laughs> that get there. Um, and so I, uh, th- does this mean this might be one of your final punters post-mortems uh, for the year? No. I'm, no? I'm coming home Sunday. Oh, okay. So I, I might be right for the next... Couple of Three. weeks. I'll do after the Ingham. I'm off. Put it that way. All right. Perfect. All right. Uh, well, Dave, I will be a scratching next Monday. I'll, yes. get, I'll get in early. Where are you going, Munns? Uh, I'm going to the Lakes Golf Club, Dave, for the Godolphin Golf Day. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> by the way, were you at a Chinese restaurant on the weekend in Bondi, Glen? There's a couple of texts on the text line saying, "Saw Glen Munsey at the Bondi Chinese restaurant, well, looking well, very tell happy." Them, tell have them you to got get a, the have you got a stunt over, double? Dave? Have you got a stump yeah, double? Yeah. It, was probably, it may have been my... Uh, I was in my Brad Pitt-type gear. Okay. Uh, so that was when was it. the last time you would add Chinese in Bondi, Glenn? Um, probably the 80s. The 80s? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. They've got not a, an eastern suburbs. Got a stunt double. Woolloomooloo sort of pulls me up, Dave. Woolloomooloo or Coogee. Okay. Definitely not Bondi. Uh, Bondi Road, they're saying here. What about this? Great to meet Glenn at the Chinese at Bondi. So someone out there is impersonating Glenn Munsey. Oh, I've written the coppers. Oh, can you only imagine? Keep that music rolling. Oh, they they got me for 150 too. They snipped me for 150. Can you send that back to the station? That's outstanding. Um, Dean Lester, you won't be going anywhere, surely, mate, uh, because we've got some really good racing in Melbourne and uh, we need you to to keep the, uh, the ship afloat, mate. We'll be here. Sensational. Thanks for being a part of the program today. Some good fun. Some great racing on the weekend. It's been a a long uh, carnival here in Sydney, and uh, we still continue over the summer. Thanks to all the callers as well. We'll take a break. Punters post-mortem back next Monday and uh, from 9 o'clock.